Well, good morning and welcome to our live stream service. Again, this is something that we're doing given the circumstances that we're not able to meet in person, but thankfully we can meet together in this way. Just a few announcements before we do our call to worship. Uh, the office continues to be closed throughout this week. If you need anything, please reach out to our office manager or me or Pastor Jerry. Uh, we'd be happy to help you. If you need a hymnal, I'd be happy to drop one off to you this week. Just send me a message and I'd be happy to deliver one. We'll probably be using them a lot more uh, in the future. So uh, please reach out to me if that's what you need in your household or perhaps if you need another one. And if you're joining us at home, I encourage you to sing and pray along with a handful of us who are here at the church. We're making the most of this opportunity and we're thankful for the ability to use this technology. We're going to do a quick call to worship from Psalm 100. Psalm 100 says, Make a joyful noise to the Lord all the earth. Serve the Lord with gladness. Come into his presence with singing. Know that the Lord, he is God. It is he who made us, and we are his. We are his people and the sheep of his pasture. Enter his gates with thanksgiving and his courts with praise. Give thanks to his name. Bless his name. For the Lord is good his steadfast love endures forever, and his faithfulness to all generations. Let's sing now hymn number 94, How Firm a Foundation. Hymn number 94.
And then we're going to sing Great is Thy Faithfulness, which is hymn number 32. Hymn 32, Great is Thy Faithfulness. Will you join with me in prayer? Our Lord and our God, we have sung of your faithfulness and the truthfulness of your word. You are indeed mighty and powerful and good. You are always with us. We confess, Lord, our unbelief, our worry. We confess that even over this past week, we have not loved you and love others as we should. We know that we have fallen short. We thank you for the provision of our Lord Jesus Christ, who is our faithful Savior, who forgives us and cleanses us and empowers us to live the life that you call us to live. Thank you, Lord, that you are not finished with us, but that you continue to work in us and through us for your glory and for your namesake. 
Thank you, Lord, for the ability right now to meet together, uh, many of us in our homes, gathered around a phone or a computer screen, perhaps surrounded with family. Thank you, Lord, that we can do this. Lord, we thank you for the safe return of Sean Tavalozzi to us. Thank you, Lord, for answering the many prayers to watch over him while he was away overseas, and now, Lord, that he is back. We rejoice, and we give you many thanks. Lord, we ask now for an abiding and growing faith. We pray that your people all over this world would be strengthened as they draw near to you. Lord, we do pray for the stop of this virus. We pray for those who are suffering and their families. We pray for the healthcare workers. We pray for our president, vice president, our governor, and local leaders. We pray that you would give them wisdom to care for those who are in need. And we pray for a quick end uh, to this virus. We pray also, Lord, for the health and recovery of the sick in our own congregation. We pray that you would be near to them now and comfort them, encourage them, and bring them back to health. We pray for the safe travel for the straight family as they are uh, in Indiana finishing up, um, moving out of, of their old house and cleaning up and, and finishing things there. We pray, Lord, that they would be able to uh, get all of that taken care of quickly and that you would bring them back to us. Um, we pray, Lord, now for your blessing upon your word. And we pray this all in Jesus' name. Amen. If you have a Bible, I invite you to turn to Psalm 16. For the scripture meditation, which is not quite a sermon, I want us to walk through a psalm that speaks about God as our refuge. God is our refuge. So look with me there at Psalm 16. We're just going to walk through the passage together. This is going to be relatively short. But I believe this is what we really need right now, what we need to hear again. So Psalm 16, verses 1 and 2. Preserve me, O God, for in you I take refuge. I say to the Lord, you are my Lord. I have no good apart from you. David, who wrote this psalm, had many ups and downs in his life. Through it all, it was his relationship with God that carried him through. Here he calls upon God to preserve him. He prays that God would take care of him and protect him. He prays because he believes that God is his ultimate refuge, shelter, and protection. The God who is in control of all things is also his covenant Lord. David's God is the God of the patriarchs who promises to bless his people and to make them a blessing. David believes that he has no good, no well-being apart from the Lord. Many people are afraid in our world as we experience this crisis. You might be dealing with fear right now. God is calling us to put the words of Psalm 16 into practice, to pray them, to believe them, and to live out of the truth contained in them. Each of us, each of us can say, God, you are my refuge. You are my Lord. I have no good apart from you or beyond you. Look with me at verse 3. As for the saints in the land, they are the excellent ones, in whom is all my delight. David not only delights in God, but he also delights in those who trust in God. We find refreshment and encouragement in the presence of other Christians who have made God their refuge. 
Even though we are prevented from gathering together in person, we can still connect with each other. First of all, look what we're able to do right now. We're all drawing near to God together with the help of technology. I encourage you to check in with one another regularly regularly in the coming days through phone calls, video chat, social media, and even handwritten letters. Reach out to others with the extra time that you have. Delight yourself in God and find encouragement and consolation in those who will point you to God. Look at verse 4. The sorrows of those who run after another God shall multiply. Their drink offerings of blood I will not pour out or take their name on my lips. A false God is someone or something that promises what only God can provide. Those who have made a God out of money, health, career, sports, even human relationships have seen these things altered or stripped away in the past few weeks. If your refuge is in your money, your health, your sports, your sorrows will only multiply. To paraphrase Tim Keller, these good things that God gives us make poor gods. As Christians, we experience the grief and loss of these things, but our ultimate livelihood does not depend on them. Why? Look with me at verse 5. The Lord is my chosen portion and my cup. You hold my lot. The lines have fallen for me in beautiful places. Indeed, I have a beautiful inheritance. In God, we already have our chosen portion and provision. He holds our destiny. Not only do we have what we need, indeed, it is beautiful and it's lovely. Our money may diminish, but our true inheritance never diminishes. God will never leave us or forsake us. We see a picture of what it means for God to be our inheritance in the Old Testament. The tribe of Levi did not have an inheritance in the land like the other tribes did. But what did they have? The Lord was their inheritance, God said. And so it is for us who believe. Look at verses 7 and 8. I bless the Lord who gives me counsel. In the night also my heart instructs me. I have set the Lord always before me. Because he is at my right hand, I shall not be shaken. When your heart instructs you, like it says here in verse 7, this is a good thing. But the problem is, for many of us, we let our emotions instruct us to be fearful and worry. If this is our experience, then it shows that we need to grow and that we need to be changed. We need to counsel our hearts with the truth of God's word. We need to be trained in the way that David did in Psalm 42, 5, when he said this. He said, why are you cast down, O my soul? And why are you in turmoil within me? Hope in God, for I shall again praise him, my salvation and my God. He addresses his own heart. He addresses his own emotions. And he reminds himself of the truth of God's word, that he has someone, that he has a person whom is powerful and whom he can trust. Brothers and sisters, when we set the Lord always before us, when we remember that he is always with us, we will not be shaken. Look with me at verse 9, verses 9 and 10. Therefore my heart is glad and my whole being rejoices. My flesh also dwells secure. For you will not abandon my soul to Sheol or let your Holy One see corruption. 
When we know God in this way, we cannot help but praise him and rejoice and be glad. We are secure. We will, he will not abandon us even in the valley of the shadow of death. Did you know that verse 10 here is quoted in the New Testament in the book of Acts? Paul was preaching in the synagogue and proclaiming that Jesus was the Christ. Everyone knew that David eventually died and was in the grave. But Paul points out that God did fulfill his promise and he did it in this way. By raising his son Jesus from the dead. Jesus is the greater David who did not stay in the grave. And because Jesus did not stay in the grave, David and all the rest of the saints, those who are called to belong to God, those who are called to be holy, those who belong to Jesus are not abandoned. When we die, we are in the presence of God. And one day we will be raised from the dead just like Jesus was. This is why we can say what it says in verse 11. You make known to me the path of life. In your presence there is fullness of joy. At your right hand are pleasures forevermore. Brothers and sisters, this is what it looks like to have God as our refuge in a pandemic. He makes known to us the path of life in trusting Jesus and in following Jesus. In his presence there is fullness of joy. At his right hand there are pleasures forevermore. The other night, Kirsten and I were praying together, and I realized that I don't often give thanks for the things that I've already experienced. Oftentimes when I pray, we're praying for things future, and we need to do that, and that's good. But we had a sweet time together just thanking God for the things that we experienced that day and his faithfulness. And perhaps, friends, now more than ever, this is the time to count our blessings and experience God's presence in our lives in a fresh way. Perhaps you've never experienced what it means to have God as your refuge. You don't know what it's like to entrust yourself to God's fatherly care and to have no good apart from him. I invite you to turn to God. I invite you to look to Jesus who endured the cross and through it became our refuge, the refuge that we so desperately needed. We are protected because Jesus was afflicted for us. I urge you, friends, to trust Jesus as your refuge. Brothers and sisters, these are scary times, uncertain times from our perspective. It appears that things may get worse and that there will be long-lasting effects in our lives. But this is the chance for us to, to live out our calling, to love God and to love others, to love those around us. But remember this, we do have a refuge. He is a person. His name is Jesus. He is the same yesterday, today, and forever. He is working in our midst to draw us closer to him. He is taking away our idols. He is redirecting our thoughts and concerns towards what, matter, what matters most. He is warming our hearts with compassion toward others. May we draw near to God ourselves and experience his presence in a deeper way. May we love those around us well. May we make use of all the means that we have to encourage and point others to the God who is our refuge. Let's pray right now. Lord, thank you for this time that we've had together. Thank you for your word, that you may use it to change us from the inside out, to make us more like Jesus. We pray that you would continue to bind us together in spirit and in truth. May we be able to meet together in person very soon. Again, we pray that it would please you to put an end to the coronavirus. 
And may everyone recognize you as a sovereign Lord of all. And it's in Jesus' name that we pray. Amen. I'm told that we perhaps have a request for another hymn, and Sarah appears to be ready to do it. 498. Hymn number 498. 498. Jesus, what a friend for sinners. 498.
right. Uh, before the benediction, just I want to remind you to keep one another in prayer. If you have any questions, please feel free to reach out to the office manager, Christy. She can uh, take your call uh, away from the office. Or if you have a question or if you need something, please feel free to reach out to me or to Pastor Jerry. Now receive God's blessing from number six. The Lord bless you and keep you. The Lord make his face shine upon you and be gracious to you. The Lord lift up his countenance upon you and give you peace. Amen. Have a great day.